0: Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Grizzly Bear Bets podcast on the Grizzly Bear Blues Podcast Network. I'm your host, Chase Bobbitt. Today is Monday, December 12th, 2022. We are back today for the Memphis Grizzlies game against the Atlanta Hawks tonight. We absolutely crushed the board on Friday night against the Pistons, so we'll go over the bets in that game and then get right into the plays tonight. Still kind of waiting for some injury news to come out, so I may have to start this podcast, do some recording, stop and wait for the rest of the news to come out. But before we start, as always, we're using DraftKings for all the odds on this podcast, and I take no financial responsibility for any bets that are placed based on the information provided. So with all that covered, all that being said... We'll go to the game on Friday. The game ended 114-103 to 103 in favor of the Memphis Grizzlies. They narrowly covered the minus 10.5-point spread. That was set for tonight. The game went under 228 the total, which is the only bet we missed for the whole night, so that was exciting. I tweeted about it. Um, very ex- best game we've had all season, honestly, from a... Betting perspective from, you know, looking at the board perspective, we also hit our play of the game to start it off, which is Grizzlies minus four for the first quarter. They won the first quarter 34 to 27. So we're now the same record as the Grizzlies. We're holding true to that 17 and nine on the season in the play of the game series so far. Nice to get a win there. We are heavy on the player props, hit every player prop for the night. We had four of them. We had Jaron Jackson Jr. over 17 and a half points. He had 20 points for the night, eight of 10 from the, or sorry, eight of 12 from the field. Also had four blocks. We'll talk about how great his defense has been, how I really do think he's an all-star caliber player, all-star roster contender in the moment. He should be an all-star if he started the season. I think he definitely would be, but he's playing his way into it either way. John Morant over eight and a half assists. I mean, up to this point, John Morant assists has been a a lock basically every time he plays since those Charles Barkley comments. He finished with 12 assists for the game. He's had double-digit assists in three straight games, so 12 is passing the ball. Getting his teammates involved hasn't been great scoring the ball, but I've said it before. You know, you want your, your point guard to understand what his role is within the team. When we look at him, comparing compared to the point guard on the other side of the ball tonight, who isn't playing actually, but Trey Young, just the difference between the two from like a leader leadership perspective, from just kind of getting their teammates. I know Trey Young averages a bunch of assists, but I think just what they their impact on the game, I don't even think is close. And I'll go on that rant in a bit um, in, in terms of the difference between those two players. But Bogdanovich, over 18 and a half points, barely cashed. He finished with 19. He just doesn't play well against the Grizzlies, I guess. I mean, he hit the over, but we saw, I think last night, he had like 30 something against the Bulls. So, you know, he scores a bunch of points, but against the, the Grizzlies, it's a bit harder, but he did hit the over barely. He had 19 points. And then Jay. Um, Jaden Ivey, which was actually plus money for his over three and a half assist, he finished with five assists, so that was four for four on the player props, and then our last play for the night was first basket two-pointer, we've been on this time and time again, um, Steven Adams had an alley-oop from John Morant to start the game to catch that, I believe it was at minus 140, so constantly finding, you know, the first basket as a Memphis Grizzly fan is just continuously a profitable, profitable bet to make because of how good Steven Adams is off the jump ball. And just in general, you know that they're going to attack the rim. I mean, if you go Ja Morant, um, oh, in this stretch without Desmond Bain, because when Desmond does come back, sometimes it will run some action for a three-pointer. But with Desmond Bain out, you're basically getting a Ja Morant layup or Ja Morant alley-oop to Adams or Clark or maybe Jackson pretty much every night. And with the amount of, obviously, plus money that's on these um, first basket pl- plays, a lot of good um, value there in the first basket. So those were the plays. From Friday night against the Pistons, looking into tonight, obviously, before anything else, we're looking at the injury report, which is a very tough report to gauge at the moment. As of about two hours ago, the Atlanta Hawks tweeted that Clint Capella and Trey Young are both questionable for the night, and then Bogdanovich is out with a right knee injury management, so he sat out majority at the start of the season. Came back, actually had 28 points last night against the Chicago Bulls. But on a back-to-back, he's resting, not playing. You have to have John Collins out with a left ankle sprain, as well as DeJounte Murray out as well with a left ankle sprain. So that's why you see the line currently at minus 9.5 in favor of the Grizzlies. I would guess Trey Young is not going to play in this game, and I'll get in kind of a rant about Trey Young and how I feel about him, but I wouldn't expect to see him suit up um, tonight. And Clint Capella, I would would expect the same thing. I think the Hawks are just going to kind of throw this game Move on to the next one. I don't expect the Hawks to play any of their guys tonight. For the Grizzlies, as of 21 hours ago, was the last report that was sent by their Grizz PR Twitter account. Questionable, you have Steven Adams, Jake LaRavia, and John Morant. Out, you have Desmond Bain and Danny Green. So, it's a tough one, just, you know, I'm, I'm trying to wait and see when we're going to get more plays, because right now the only player pop out is Dylan Brooks, which I'll just start right off and just give you guys my play of the night, which is Dylan Brooks over 19.5 points. So we'll just rip the band-aid off right away. Dylan Brooks, I think he's going to get over 19.5 points with or without John Morant. I think the Grizzlies are in a position where Dylan Brooks can continuously, you know, get shots and score the basketball. And he's been doing it very well so far this season. And hand up, because I have been, I wouldn't say a Dylan Brooks hater or Dylan Brooks non-believer. I just don't really believe in his offense in terms of a sustainability throughout the whole season and a team that's trying to win a championship. But he's been shooting the ball very well recently. Obviously he had five threes the other night against the Oklahoma City Thunder for 24 points. He had 16 points on six for fourteen shooting against the Pistons last night. Or sorry on Friday night. I mean, if John Morant doesn't play this 19-and-a-half, half will probably go up to 22-and-a-half, 23. I still think if John Morant does play, Dylan Brooks should be able to get 20 points. So that's going to be my play of the game for the night. Dylan Brooks over 19-and-a-half points. So now looking at the current lines, and again, all this kind of preferences on John Morant and whether or not he will play – and I'll probably do this in the total, and then I'll wait for the official news before releasing the podcast because there's just no props out currently. So you have the Memphis Grizzlies minus 9.5 at home. The over-under is now at 225. It's been moving all over the place. I think it was as high as and a half. Now we're at 225. And I like I liked the over at 227. And now we're getting it at 225. Obviously... That, that tells me that nor neither Trey Young or John Morant will be playing in this game. And they split the over-under last season, but the Hawks are 15-12 and 12 so far this season on the over. So six best in the NBA, the Hawks are, for the over. Um, Grizzlies defensively have stepped up tremendously. They're now ranked 12th in the NBA for points against. Obviously, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a huge part of that who has 32 blocks this season in just 10 games, which Rudy Gobert has 29 blocks in 23 games, who's someone who's considered the best uh, defender in the NBA. So that kind of shows you just the crazy numbers that Jaron Jackson Jr. is putting up on the defensive end. I would expect this game to be in the 230s with or without these star players. I think either way, they're going to go up and down, get points. So I like the over here. I know we're all over the place, not following the normal structure of the podcast, but I'm just kind of going through it because of the lack of information about players who will be playing in this game Hawks plus nine and a half I'm not going to lie I do like um they've been very underwhelming this season they're 14 and 13 on the year a bunch of issues with Trey Young a bunch of issues with just kind of how this new group fits together with DeJounte Murray and then there was the situation last week with Trey Young basically just not showing up to a game because he had some kind of feud with Nate McMillan he said he was hurt They kind of went back and forth in terms of, you know, whether or not this information should have been made public for him not being there. But there's some kind of discomfort in the locker room, whether or not they figured out. I don't know. This team really hasn't been good since that Eastern Conference run. Eastern Conference Finals run, which I think was a bit of a fluke. And then they come out the year, you know, after that and say they don't really care about the playoff or the regular season. They're focused on the playoffs. They, I mean, they, they got a taste of the Eastern Conference Finals and acting like they're the Milwaukee Bucks or Golden State Warriors. So I just don't like the Hawks. I don't like Trey Young. I think Trey Young is a empty stat guy at the end of the day. I I don't like the debate between him and John Morant. I think it's very clear who's better. I mean, Trey Young may put up more. I don't think he puts up more um, points this year. He, you know, gets a couple more assists, but it's just because the ball is is in his hands so much. He doesn't have a player. Up to this point, to the caliber of like a Desmond Bain or Jaron Jackson Jr., and obviously with DeJounte Murray there now, I really do think DeJounte Murray should have the reins here and kind of pull the strings for the Hawks because Trey Young's proven up to this point that, I mean, he's going to get you a four or five seed every year, but I, he's not winning a championship as the main guy. So with all that being said, Trey Young isn't going to play in this game, so it really doesn't matter, but the John Morant versus Trey Young narrative, I just I don't agree with. John Morant should be compared to Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. Luca, those kind of guys, those should be the duels that John Morant is like, you know, those players should be the ones he's compared to, not Darren Fox and Trey Young, because there is a level to it that's a lot higher um, on John Morant's case. So with all that being said, plus nine and a half, no Trey Young. And this is one of the things that I've noticed a lot of times is when player, when team, I don't have any stats to back this up, but when team star players are out and the Grizzlies are a prime example of that, and I don't think other teams are at the extent of the Grizzlies, but They do seem to play well. I mean, when the Mavericks are without Luka, with you know whoever it may be, just giving examples, it seems like these teams who have big spreads against them will end up covering just because these other guys kind of pick up more uh, responsibility and a lot of times can actually do well with that um, increased pressure, increased offensive load um, and responsibility. The Hawks are 11 and 16 against the spread on the year, which is 27th in the NBA. So they're not good against the spread. A lot, And that shows that, that, I mean, Vegas and everyone kind of expected the Hawks to be a lot better than they are, especially after that DeJounte Murray trade. And that has not been the case. With all this being said, they did have a good win last night against the Chicago Bulls. They had a game-winning shot by the uh, A.J. Griffin from Duke, the rookie. So coming off of back-to-back, I think they're kind of, you know, if they're feeling good. I don't think the back-to-back will be a negative thing for the Hawks. If anything, it's kind of momentum going into Memphis tonight against the Grizzlies. But on the Grizzlies side, obviously on a five-game win streak and a five-game cover streak, they're sitting second in the West after the Pelicans beat the Suns twice in a row. Kind of, And I've said this every single podcast, so I'm not going to go on it too much, but fighting for that one seed is very important at the end of the day. And the Grizzlies have a chance to level the Pelicans tonight because the Pelicans don't play until tomorrow. So Grizzlies can take joint position of that one spot in the West tonight with a win. My concern is just the actual size of the spread. Obviously, last season, we saw that Atlanta had the Grizzlies number. Um, They beat the Grizzlies in both games. I remember the game in November like it was yesterday. Had season tickets to the Grizzlies. You know, talked about how fun the games were, how good the Grizzlies are, how excited I was. Parents came down for Thanksgiving, and I took them to the um, Grizzlies-Hawks game, and that was the game that John Morant got hurt. And the Grizzlies lost by like 32 points, and my parents were like, "Well, why? What is the big hype around this team?" But obviously, that low kind of catapulted the Grizzlies from then on into you know historic season. After that point, so and then the Haw- the Hawks beat them in like March. I don't honestly remember that game at all. Um, but the Hawks won that game by 15 at home as a home underdog. But no Trey Young tonight. Probably no John Moran. I unfortunately have to lean Hawks plus 9.5. I like the Grizzlies to win the game. I like the Grizzlies role players to continue to do what they do. But, I mean, DeAndre Hunter, Clint Capella. There's good players on the Hawks that should be able to cover a 9.5-point spread. And that's why I'm leaning Hawks plus 9.5. So, I think the Grizzlies win by 5 or 6 points. Get the job done and move on to the next game against the Bucks on Thursday night. So, Honestly, guys, it's already 4.30 Eastern time. I do have some stuff to do tonight, so I'm just trying to look and get you guys some plays because most of the props are still not out, but I want to get something out there. So, again, only Dylan Brooks props are currently sitting on the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, so I'm kind of going through them, seeing which ones I like. Dylan Brooks over two and a half threes is at plus 105. I think that's good value, especially if you can get it now before Ja Morant is either listed in or out. Either way, I think Dylan Brooks is going to get the shots. I think he's going to hit at least three for the night. He hit five in two of the last four games. He's hit five threes. So, he, you know, confidence is there. It's just whether or not they'll go in. So, if we're going Dylan Brooks over 19.5 points, we also are going to go Dylan Brooks over two and a half threes. Looking at some quarter props, we have Memphis Grizzlies. Currently, is at minus three in the first quarter. Honestly, I don't like that enough to play it just because with the players being in and out, you know, gauging a Hawks team without – Some of their stars, I really don't know, especially a three-point spread. That's a lot of points Um, to get. If anything, I would go under 58.5 for the first quarter. So under 58.5 points for the first quarter will be the next play. And honestly, besides that, guys, I'm trying to find some of the Grizzlies' first field goal exact type. Memphis two-pointer is at minus 145, so you're still getting good value there. Eventually, you'd think that it would have to not hit, but... They've proven otherwise up to this point with it almost hitting in every game so far this season that I've looked at. So you're getting minus 145 for the Grizzlies first point being a two-pointer. You have Memphis Grizzlies just looking at some different props out here. You have the first possession exact result. A two-pointer made is plus one fifty. Obviously, a turnover, a defensive rebound. So you know, if you think the grizzlies are gonna make the not only get that first shot, but make the first shot, you get them at plus one fifty. Obviously, they get a lot of stuff going to the basket, a lot of high um, high percentage looks. I do like plus 150, for, and that's just for the Grizzlies' first possession. So if the Hawks win the tip, score, that doesn't affect it. You're still getting a plus 150 for the Grizzlies' first possession to be a make. But with that, there's a lot of different options. You can get free throws, you can get a turnover, defensive rebound, or three-pointer made. So that's where you're getting plus money on that two-pointer made. So I like that. I think that's good value. Again, I apologize. We're really stretching it, but we're just trying to find things that I think are valuable to you guys just so you have enough time to make these bets. Looking at Memphis team totals at 117 and a half, I wouldn't touch that. I know we like the over in the game, but you know, there's still some points to work with there, so I don't like that too much. And honestly, I don't want to stretch it. I don't want to force plays that I truly don't believe in. So we're going to end it there. Again, I apologize for anyone who wanted you know, a bunch of player props, especially after the good result on Friday. But unfortunately, this is kind of part of doing these, these podcasts every day um, for a game when the injury report is the way it is. There's really not much we can do. So I appreciate you guys for listening as always. I know it's a small car, but I hope you guys can get some value in the bets for tonight. I'll be back for the Milwaukee Bucks game on Thursday. And yeah, make sure to follow the Instagram. Sorry, the, the Twitter at GrisbearBets. Make sure to follow my personal Twitter at chasebob 9 and as always, the Grizzly Bear Blues Twitter at SBN SBNGrizzlies. So thank you all for listening, and I will see you guys on Thursday. Have a good one.